hello, 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 and welcome back to Lilies in the Valley podcast, where the word is learned, your spirit is fed, and your direction is led. I am your host, Sister Miko Cannon, and I am so glad that you could be back with us, visiting with us in the presence of God. So let's get right into it, all right? Father God, we thank you. Father God, we ask that we decrease and you increase. That we hear with our spiritual ears, Lord God. That you feed our spirit, Lord God. That you guide our direction, Lord God. That as we hear today, not only do we be hearers, but we also become doers of your word. You show us how to apply the word from today to our lives. Father God, we just thank you as we give it all to you. It's not about our will, but your will. As we line up with you today, Lord God, we ask us you to open our hearts, open our spirits, and open our minds to your will, to your direction, and to your voice as we draw near to you. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. And thank God. Well, hey, I hope that you have had a great weekend. I hope that you will be able to get it kicked off. This podcast will kick off your week, get it kicked off right, get you in the right direction, in the right spirit, and in the right mood, so that when the enemy tries you, you can tell the enemy, eh, not today, Satan. Okay, I'm so sorry for my voice. But that's all right. We're going to get into it anyway. Now, when we left off, we left off. We were in 2 Kings. And I'm telling you, it's been so... It's been so shocking if I'm I'm using the right words. You know, that's why sometimes I pause because I don't always know if I'm using the right word. And I'm really... um, you know, particular about using the right words for the feeling. So I don't just rush and say whatever. I just really want to get the right word to express how I'm feeling. And so I just really am shocked that I got so much out of one chapter, if I'm being honest. And so God is so good. I'm telling you, just to get as much as I've gotten out of the chapters that God has given me is just amazing. Amen. So we're in 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. Amen, amen, amen. And this is titled, come on somebody, Having It Your Way. Having It Your Way. All right? Now, I'm not going to read a whole bunch of scriptures out of 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. If I will, if I if I can, I will go ahead and make it... Um, Uh, short and sweet if I can. Um, And in your own time, you can go ahead and read uh, 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14 on your own time if you feel so led by the Spirit of God. So let's get right into it, shall we? We shall. So now uh, we're we're coming about and we're finding a place. Uh, we're finding out about this gentleman named Naaman. And Naaman was the commander of the Syrian king's army. Now the word of God says he was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, as well as a mighty man of valor. But he was a leper and... Uh, I don't know if a lot of you know what leper leper is or leprosy, but it's when you have a lot of sores all over your body, open sores, all you're covered from head to toe. 
And uh, it's a very painful disease, and it is extremely contagious. And in this time, um, they would sit, usually sit lepers outside of the cities. They didn't allow the lepers to move about in the cities, um, or uh, they didn't allow them to mix and mingle with the population. So if you were a leper, you either sat outside of the, you were sat outside of the city, or you stayed in the house. You were not allowed any, you know, anywhere else. So this in itself is something to watch and see because Naaman is the commander of the Syrian king's army. And it seems to me from reading in God's word that he's kind of moving about. And so that right there is a blessing in itself. So it says a lot about the man himself, other than just him being a man of valor and also an honorable man. So, um, the Syrians, they did raids. And so when they would do raids, they would take, you know, prisoners and hostages. And I don't want to say hostages because they didn't hold them for ransom. They took the spoils of war. So if the spoils of war were to hold prisoners, then the prisoners end up working for them and becoming a part of their uh, country um, as they were seized um, and captured. So the Syrians did raids. And during one of these particular raids, they captured a one a young woman from Israel and she uh, worked for or was the maidservant for Naaman's wife. She waited on her. Um, And during that time that she was waiting on Naaman's wife, they had a conversation. And in that conversation, she then reveals to Naaman's wife that there was a prophet who lived in Samaria who could heal Naaman. So, of course, it must have been that Naaman's wife shared this with him. So Naaman goes right away to the king and tells him what he heard. And so as he's sharing with the king what he heard, the king won't even let him finish. And he tells uh, Naaman to go now, go get healed right now. And I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So he sends a letter uh, ahead, Naaman's master, the king of Syria. And he sends a letter ahead to Israel, alerting him that, um, you know, Naaman is going to be coming to Israel uh, on his way to Samaria because he knows that there is a man there who can heal him. Excuse me. Sips tea. <laughs> and so as he does this, you know, when he, when Naaman arrives, the king has gotten the letter and he's like, well, what do you want me to do? And the king tears his clothes and is like, I am not, you know, a person that can heal you. And I'm going to find that right here in the scripture because I really, I think that's pertinent. So let me go ahead and, and get to that scripture so that you can really see what we are talking about. You know what I mean? So, all right. So in verse seven of second Kings five, and it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So (laughs) the king of Israel is like, is he trying to pick a fight with me? Is he trying to play me? Is he trying to play games? <laughs> He's like, I can't heal him. And so, of course, um, Elisha, who was the servant to Elijah, 
has now, remember Elijah's dead at this time, and Elisha has gotten the, received the double portion because he was there when his master was taken up. And so now he is also a prophet spreading the word of God and healing and delivering in the mighty name of Jesus. And so Elisha hears this and is like, just, just, just send for the man. Okay, send the man, send him here, please. Because the, the king is acting a plum fool and we I, he being dramatic and I just can't take it. So just have him, just, just send the man to me. And so, um, this is really good too. I mean, it's so good. Um, so in verse eight, it reads, so it was when Elisha, the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And so then Naaman went with his horses and chariot and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. So now, you know, Naaman is at Elisha's house and I can only imagine how excited he may be to know that he's going to be healed. Like he knows that this is uh, going to be the day that he no longer has to suffer with sores all over his body. Come on, somebody. This has to be the day as you listen to this podcast that you're no longer going to suffer and the same behavior. Come on, somebody. This has to be the day that you are going to be able to let the anxiety off of your shoulders. Stay with me. This has to be the day that as you hear this podcast, this episode, you are going going to be delivered. Ha! Your mind is going to open up. Somebody come with me. You're going to receive confidence. Uh, trust is going to fill your spirit. Uh, you're going to get hot from head to toe because the faith that overtakes you. Because God's going to take you back down memory lane and allow you to remember that he did it once and he can do it again. Woo! Come on somebody. You see now as you're standing, listening, riding, listening in your car, at your job, Wherever you're listening to this episode, now you are feeling the presence of the Lord. It's not the presence of Sister Cannon. It is the presence of the Lord. You said yes. Somebody sent you a link. Or maybe you just checked to see if there's a new episode. Maybe somebody shared it. Maybe you searched it. But there's no coincidence that as you found this podcast and you found this episode, that Naaman finds him himself standing at the door of Elisha. <laughs> and as he's standing at the door of Elisha, <laughs> I just can't let it go. Somebody is going to hear the prayers for their children answered. Uh, somebody that's been single a long time uh, is going to be blessed with marriage um, because God did not create you to live alone, to be alone. Hey, But that you should seek the man of God, that you should seek the woman of God, that God has designed especially for you, my brother, especially for you, my sister. Amen. Oh, my Lord, you are crying out to God because of financial troubles and here is one of you is going to give you peace. Because just as Naaman is standing at Elisha's door, you are standing at the door and knock. Oh, God, that was good. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Then Naaman 
with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hands over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Now see, the word of God didn't say he went away in anger. He said he went away in a rage. This is the King James Version. This is not NIV. It says, or the New King James Version, it says he went away in a rage. He said, I could have washed in Abana. Could I not have washed my body in the far, far, the rivers of Damascus? Because they are far more superior, far more cleaner and sparkling and blue and glistening than all the waters of Israel. The word of God says, uh, uh, um, yeah. So shall a man think it, therefore he is. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophets had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? I'm going to read that one more time. His servants recognized it. Some of y'all walking around in the situation and you mentioned something to your prayer partner. Or... And you mentioned something to your prayer partners or the people around you and you're talking to them and they can see what you cannot see in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, Father God. They can see. You've got people all around you who see who you are. They know what you possess, but you don't see it. You see, Naaman did not heed the word of the prophet. He was enraged. He was enraged because he thought it should go one way, but God thought it should go another. You got to listen to the instruction. You see, some of us want to stay in the places that we're in because we like the comfort. We like the space. Well, maybe you don't like the space, but it's something that you know, even though it is not uh, 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 healthy for you, even though it is not progressing you, even though it's not growing you, even though there's no evolving in the spirit of God, you want to stay there because you know how it's going, how it's going to turn out. You see, if I stay in this broken place, at least I know what's going to happen from day to day. You see, if I stay here, at least I know what's going to go on. But you see, what he did not want to do was go out and test what God had told him. You see, follow the instruction that God had given him from the man of God, from Elisha, because see, what happened there is he did not think it should go that way. He thought he knew better than God. How many of us thought we know better than God? No, I'm going to pray for a thing. I'm going to receive that thing. We just be out there talking about how we got faith and trust. And the moment the dime flips over to the tails, when we thought it should have been heads, all hell breaks loose. Come on, somebody. Your nerves kick in. You Now, you, now, you, now you're doubting. Now you're starting to stress. Now it's affecting your health and your relationship. 
relationships and your work life and your sleep. Come on, your marriage, your relationships, your children. It's affecting everything because you're not trusting in God. You are trusting in yourself. You see, even on the dollar, it says, in God, we trust. Because he had another reason for how that was supposed to go. Huh. Come on. I want you to understand. You are not listening today by mistake. It's not a coincidence. You didn't just fall upon this. You want to have it your way. You see, you believe in God to do a a supernatural miracle thing, and you don't want to take your hands off of it. As a matter of fact, you find yourself taking your hands off of it, and then you come right back to it. You find yourself praying about it and laying it down, and then you pick it right back up. You find yourself saying, nope, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to give it to God. And the next thing you know, you're complaining about it. And the next thing you know, it's all over your mind. You can't sleep. You can't eat. I'm telling you, you're eating too much. You got negativity rolling around in your mind. But if you're going to be real with yourself, let's get real. Let's get real. You see, he's given you instruction like he gave Naaman through the man of God, Elisha. He said, go in, into that water hallelujah, in Israel and dip in it seven times so that you may be healed. But you see, Naaman said, why would you have me go to water that is not the water that I perceive that is the best water? Because sometimes what you think is the best thing ain't the best thing. Sometimes it's not even about the thing. It's about what you learn within the thing. Sometimes it's not even about the thing itself. Sometimes it's about the connection to the people that you got from the thing. Sometimes it's about the, the, it's not always about the end result. It has always been about the journey and what we learn on the journey. But you see, these servants had to talk sense into Naaman because he couldn't see this man of valor, this high man, his servants who 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 was supposed to be uh, uh, lower than him knew better than he knew there are people around each and every one of you listening like I said that you call on that you talk to who can tell you you better try God oh somebody needs to understand today try God try Jesus why would I do that sis why would I do that brother because You would do that because it says lean not on your own understanding in God's word. Because see, if you knew what to do from the beginning, you would have already done it, my brother. You would have already done it, my sister. You would have already done what you needed to do. You wouldn't have had a failed marriage or failed relationships or failed finances or failed businesses because you knew everything already. You could already predict predict how it was going to go and what the outcome is. Now, some of you are listening and saying, that's foolish. I couldn't do that. Exactly. So if you couldn't do it then, you can't do it now. That is what trust is about. That is how we enrich and enlighten and grow our faith is because we lean not on our own understanding. And as many times as we pick it up, we put it back down. 
down. As many times as we think about it, we tell the enemy, not today, Satan. As many times as you want to complain about it, you tell God, you know what, Lord God? I may not be happy about everything, but I've got everything I need, and I thank you. I thank you for healing me. I thank you for healing my brothers and sisters. I thank you for delivering me out of this situation and that situation. I thank you for giving me what I needed when I didn't even know that I needed it, Lord. I thank you. Because when praises go up, just right now, just wherever you are, praise. If you're in the car, praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you at home, praise him. If you got me in your ears, praise him. Tell him, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. I might have had too many distractions going on to tell you, thank you, Lord. I might have been concentrating on the wrong things to tell you, thank you, Lord. I might have been focusing on things I shouldn't have been focusing on to tell you, thank you, Lord. Or maybe my praise was just too short. I thought I only had five minutes when I need to give you 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. If you never do another thing for any of us, you've already done enough. And we want to say, thank you, God. I want to thank you for the story about Elisha and Naaman. Because God is so good. Lord God, we've been failing. We've been thinking, Lord God, it's all in our power. But it's all in your power. You even say, I can't be delivered from things. I keep doing the things that I wish not I ought to do. You come up Robo see the things I wish not to do. I seem to do all the time. Lord God, help me. Help me with my unbelief. Help me with my back. Ooh, my backsliding. Help me with my tripping and falling. And God, I thank you. He will come and meet you right where you are. Because I'm telling you right now, God is not Burger King. Woo, glory to God. He's not Taco Bell. It's not an instant. You come out Robo see You can't roll through God's drive-through. Pray and receive it how you want it. That is not how it goes. He's going to give you what's best for you because he has plans for you. According to James 29 and 11, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. You see, when Naaman dipped in that water, after he talked to those servants, he was healed. The word of God says that he had skin like a baby. Woo, my God. You see, he couldn't perceive that blessing because he thought because of who he was and what he do and how he does it, that Elisha should have done things in this manner. You see, when we ask God for what we ask God for and we believe and receive it, once that prayer goes up, it's out of your hands, sister. It's out of your hands, brother. It's not about what you can perceive or receive. You can keep going and doing things that you want to do. Well, I'm going to keep going because I know prayer without works is dead. But see, have you prayed and gotten instruction? Because if you had prayed and received instruction, you would have known to just sit still for a moment. No, I'm going to keep applying for this and I'm going to keep going this way and I'm going to keep working because something's just going to fall out the sky because that's what God said. But you never listened to what God told you. You prayed and said, God, you're going to open the door. So I'm going to keep doing what I want to do until you do it. That's not how it works, my brother and my sister. How it works is, is when you pray, you listen for the word. Because God's going to answer. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
If you knock, God's going to answer. The word of God says he will give you the desires of your prayer. He will, of your heart. But it's not going to come how you think. Because after each and every one of those prayers, there comes an answer. There comes an answer. For you, for me, for us, for the kingdom. It is not how we think it should be. You've wasted valuable time doing what you want to do instead of being patient. We need to be patient and wait on the Lord and listen. But we're too busy and we're too stuck in old ways that no longer serve you. Those ways don't serve you no more. They don't serve you in the present day because this is not the circumstance or the time in which you can relay in that way. You see, the king, it was customary for him to send a letter to the other king, but that didn't work this time because the king did not have what he needed. So a king giving a letter to another king meant nothing. Customary times. We are not in those times anymore. We are in the time when when you talk to God, you wait for the answer, my sister and my brother. That's where we're at. I thank God for each and every one of you who have stopped by in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory because you are so worthy. You don't have to do another thing for us, Father God. We want to tell you thank you. Thank you for those that are listening. Thank you for those that will be blessed. Thank you for those that will receive your word. Not me, but you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask that you touch each and every family that shall listen. Touch them from the top of the head to the soles of their feet. Lord God, I ask for Increase in abundance in their relationship with you. Increase in abundance in their faith. Increase in abundance in their trust. Increase in abundance in letting go and letting God in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase in abundance in their health. Increase in abundance in their finances. Increase in abundance in being a blessing to each and every person you've assigned to them within their family and without. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Thank God and amen. I want to tell you a lot went on to bring this word. You may not know that. Of course, you don't know until I tell you. But this word had a struggle. It was supposed to come last Monday, but the enemy thought he had me, but God came and grabbed me. And so this podcast episode is being released on today that was supposed to be last Monday because the enemy tried every trick of the trade he could, but it couldn't stop anything because God still went forward. I just want to thank each and every one of you. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Comment, comment, comment. Each episode has a comment where you can say what this episode did for you, how it blessed you, how it blessed somebody else. Comment, comment, comment. Testify for someone else to see those that testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And for those of you who have, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being brothers and sisters and encouraging one another. You understand? I just thank you each and every day. I also want you to go ahead and go to Instagram, Lilies in the Valley Podcast, L-I-L-Y-S in the Valley Podcast, and follow us. All right? Give us a follow. 
And um, I just want you to be blessed for this week. Take this, apply it to your life and watch God grow. Watch your relationship grow and watch you be blessed beyond measure. I thank you all and I can't wait to visit you one more time in the presence of the Lord. All right. All right. Love y'all.